Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook Em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Yeah, final hour of the uh, fabulous fifth quarter. I always bring something relevant because we have our, uh, our our rejoins, our opens for the top of each hour, our local local bands or musicians here in town, right? We've got Gary Clark Jr. and Spoon and the Black Pumas. And then the fifth hour could be a wild card. That's Wilco. With uh, California Stars, good one. They always play that. But I uh, look forward to seeing them under the Austin Stars on Friday night out at uh, Whitewater Amphitheater. They'll be coming. New album dropping. Mo- Moody Amphitheater. What did I say? Whitewater. 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 Yeah. Got me on Green Hall. Closer with, uh, to the town. Lori McKenna. Yeah, w- the Moody Amphitheater. Because you got you got all kind of amphitheaters going on in my head. You talk about uh, the <laughs> Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion Amphitheater yeah. down in Houston. The outdoor, outdoor International Venue of the Year. Really? <laughs> That's uh, that's that's right there in the woodlands, north yeah. of Houston. Pretty I've cool been, spot. I've been there. Grew up going there, and I've never been to the Moody Amphitheater, right? Which used to be what Waterloo Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to go see that. That was a country festival. Yes. What was it? It was it. It was it called Republic back then. But it Republic, country, yeah. Well, I can't remember. Lone what Star. Was. Yeah, Lone Star Jam. That was it. Lone Star Jam. Nice. Yeah, I used to go to that too. Oh, speaking of, I see they just announced uh, Longhorn City Limits for this weekend. Who oh, we we missed it by a minute. Oh, do you want me to do it? I feel like no, you, you do it, Aaron, unless you want. I don't know who it is. Oh, gotcha. Well, yeah, see, they, that Caitlin Butts is playing. Caitlin Butts. Yeah. Uh, wife of um, Flatland Calvary lead singer, Cleto, or uh, Cleet. What's his name? I did not know that. Cleto, whatever. Oh, wow. And then afterwards, this one actually really appeals to me. They have Y'all Out Boy playing, which is the uh, Fall Out Boy uh, emo cover band. Oh, really? So <laughs> they're fantastic. Nice. <laughs> is Longhorn City Limits before or after? They, it depends on the time of the game. So they, they usually, like this one I think will be before and then Y'all Out Boy after. But if it's late, they usually do it before the game. Yes. Never been, sadly. Um, so, oh, and Leslie Renaga is there too. She's a great local artist. I guess she's yeah, on. So she's LCL, playing. you know, so if it's a 2.30 game, they'll have music before and then after for the student body, really. I mean, that's what they try to find something. The kids are, the students are going to come back. Kids, students are going to come back. This says, uh, not a lot of text coming in. Our new text line number, it's a very similar number, but it's only one number different. Two numbers different. What? Four, four, seven. Three, three seven? There's three, one number three, different. Oh, three, okay. Well, one number twice, right? I, I, you and I were conflicted on what we were saying, but yes. yes all you got to do is change I, one number. I understand number. what you were saying now, yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, our, our, I don't want to even say the old phone number. The new text line number is 447-3776. Whatever it used to be, it's not anymore. Now, it'll still work for a little while, but eventually, if you keep using that number, it's going to not work. We won't care. We won't see you. So, go to the new one. This says, Moody Amphitheater is beautiful, but sound can be bad sometimes if there are no helicopters taking off from the hospital. That's true. Well, they got to go. They got to go. You know what? You put up with it for a minute. That's the way that goes. But um, all right. So uh, this says, Jesse from Saved by the Bell was in Showgirls. That's true. We were talking about the uh, the Tyree Kill eventually wants to become a porn star. (laughs) (laughs) This is... uh, 
this old man been been banging in bangers all morning and just figured out the new text line number. There you got it. There you got it. Appreciate you doing that. This one says, I agree with you, Ty. If, uh, if Taylor Swift was bumping around UT campus or Ole Miss in the Grove, she'd be overlooked exactly. by most everybody. Exactly. She would be. But that doesn't mean she's not attractive and pretty. I never said she's not attractive. Well, a six is like... A, si- a six is teetering. I, I said soft know, six, though. She's a soft six for a celebrity. I'm deathly afraid of this conversation because no audience is more scary to me than the Taylor I Swift I love crowd. her. Like, trust me, I know all her songs. You don't yeah. think I bang, banged up? That's, that was going to sound bad. <laughs> oh, that was going to go really bad right there. Uh, do you don't think I listened really hard to Taylor's version when it came out like a month ago, two months ago? I can see yeah. that. I, I, I mean, I'm speak now, Tim McGraw. Your like, soft all, side, man. On. I have Come a feeling on. this line comes out at Deep Eddie as well. <laughs> it is. Oh, you a, Taylor Swift fan? I am as well. No, it's, that's for when you when you get back to her place, their friends, you know, just having a little after party, and you're like, "Yeah, y- y'all got any Taylor Swift queued up?" Like, oh, Ty's such a good guy. Yeah, no, no, I'll <laughs> sing. I know the lyrics poorly. Well done. Uh, but I do not think she's hot. Okay, do not think she's hot. You can be talented and not be hot. Okay. Coming up, we'll talk some Texas football. We'll get you the breaking news from Texas A&M. Can I give you now? This might be a good time on a Wednesday since we just talked a lot of music to do my. You know this guy Zach Bryan who's blow, breaking blowing up. Uh, Zach Bryan, you, you've heard of him by now, but you know he's selling out arenas now. We talked about him. He's he's this guy who was in the Navy, right? He was a he was like a medic in the Navy, and he started writing songs while he was there. He's from Oklahoma, and while he was de- deployed, he started to write songs and he put them on YouTube. And then he came back and I don't brag often about this, but I. I put people on him like nine years ago. Well, good for you. Based yeah. off those YouTube videos, so it, that that whole record and those demos were so good. Well, and his early stuff just blew up uh, kind of virally, right? Or Naturally. behind the scenes and organically, I guess is the way you should put it. And then he started putting, that, you know, got a record deal and put them out, and he's just completely a comet right now. But unlike this last t- ten years of this terrible bro country, which is so bad, <laughs> right? Um, he he is a thoughtful guy, right? He's a very good songwriter. He's very talented. He writes deep. I mean, he, I think Jason Isbell, but much more popular, right? He and, and Jason Isbell's one of his 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 idols and you got role models. And uh, but so Zach Bryan has blown up. You know what it reminds me of? Because I lived this this lifetime. Is it is it? And you're a little younger than me, you know, seven years. But it's like in the it's like when when Pearl Jam hit in the eighty in the nineties when grunge hit mm-hmm. and and Kurt Cobain because. You know, for the 80s, it was a lot of poppy, bad hair metal. Like, it really got silly. Like, the metal, because you went from the 70s with all this great music. Then you went into the 80s, and it went off the chain, right? I mean, you you had you still had some good rock bands, but, man, it was MTV, hair metal, yeah. which was bro country, where, where yeah. country music went to, man, this is terrible. I mean, if you're, a guy, if you're someone like me, and all of a sudden Florida Georgia Line, and, you know, the, I don't know, you can, you can rattle them off. Uh, keep, keep, Morgan Wallen. Morgan Wallen, Keith Urban, all these guys. Now Keith, Keith Urban's Urban. a tremendous. Ma- ma- that was like that's a while ago now. Well, but and, and, and he's but, Australian. So I'm talking about, but so the broke. We all know what the broke country mu- movement yes. was, right? And even country music fans were like, eh, yeah, uh, I think because this isn't country. Well, now the Zach Bryan guys come back, and it's it's back to being you know, Turnpike Troubadours, kind more of song, like. they're, they're, more songwriter. Well, but Turnpike was never popular. But outside of, I mean, they were popular with their very fans. This is, he's yeah, taking it. He's taking it. Main, I'm talking main main selling, mainstream. It's talking about selling out yeah. arenas. No, no, and that's and uh, th- we had this conversation about Noah Khan. Like to me, that and like it's like it's it's similar where well, they're they're bringing it to the masses, well, right? It's, like, like, well, look, it's yeah. like it's like Zach Bryan blew up with the, the young people like Ty first. Yep. And now he's come to people like us. He's got this other new album that just came out, which is excellent. 
front to back, and he does because he's so popular. He's doing all these collaborations with the Lumineers, and he just had an EP that's come out this week. I know, and, and he's doing all these, on all those, he's doing so. all yes, these duets. Like Casey Musgraves, and he he did a, a duet that went to number one. I mean, I mean, he's, so he's taking this popularity of his with the with the masses, like you know, like you know the you know the difference than the the levels of popularity. You know, Jason Isbell is very popular. But he's not selling out arenas. Uh, he does, but you, you hear what you know what I'm saying. But this guy's Zach Bryan. But I do think this is just my theory, kind of like what Kurt Cobain did with Nirvana and then Pearl Jam. It came out of a really bad stretch of music that was just poppy and, and all canned hits, and you know, very very. Uh, what's the word? I mean, you, you just rip and repeat, rip and repeat, rip yeah. and repeat. The hair, era. nothing there. But there's no substance to the music. It's just packaging. Yeah, yeah, pack, yeah. Like, like poison and, gosh, even at some level, Def Leppard. I know people get mad at me, but it was all from the same genre. Yep. Just like in the genres of bro country, there were some that was a little better than others and some that was way cheesier than others. And then in the 90s when I was in college, here comes Kirk, here comes Nirvana, right, and Guns N' Roses and Pearl Jam. And certainly those bands became much more reflective, right? They were much deeper. And you got, I mean, Kurt Cobain, could, could, the lyrics were, were haunting, uh, and we know where that led for him. I don't know. That just, and I think that the audience was thirsting for it because it's only, you can only eat so much cotton candy for so long. Yeah, it swing, It definitely swings back and forth. You see it. And then all of a sudden, this I guy think... comes along who's who's popular like the Bro Country guys and people, but he's really full of substance. Well, and we've which seen is it pretty cool. honestly with a lot of the publishers and the songwriting company, uh, the songwriting like like houses, etc. Like Texas is getting the, it like getting harvested now for songwriters because Nashville's starting to see this. They see this trend of you know Zach Bryan and these artists, so they need to they need to match that. So it's it's a good thing for a lot of local sure artists. It is. Like they're getting signed up, and it, because of this, because the scene's pushing that way, which I love, because this is the part of of the the country scene. I love. I mean, I love all country. I do like the. Well, I like it when it gets back to too, it. But, <laughs> but uh, what, what is it? You know, from the country, you know, the three chords and a and the truth, right? Yep. I mean, getting back to some truths and some real lyrics that you said. Because whatever, because this guy says I don't get the Zach Bryan hype, and that's fine. I, I've gotten into him because I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the written song and the songwriters that write them. And you can tell this guy was deployed and sitting writing these really heartfelt, great songs. And then he can perform. He's got a great, great voice and a great cadence for music, I think. Just my opinion. And But people are flocking to it, which is good for the genre. I think it kind of started with Chris Stapleton. Yep. Because Stapleton, remember, Stapleton, he crossed over. Yeah. Stapleton was in the Steel Drivers. He was the lead singer of that band. and But he was writing hits, kind of mm-hmm. like Laurie McKenna you were talking about. He was writing number one hits for Nashville uh, for, the, for the bro country movement in a lot of cases. And then he, you know, he went out on his own once he got some his sobriety taken care of, and he blew up, right? And here comes Zach Bryan, and it's lifting all, right? Because as we said, Zach Bryan's so popular, he's doing this tour next year, this arena tour, stadium tour, I should call it, in the arena, stadium tour, where he's taking the Turnpike Troubadours on the road with him um, because they're popular, but they're not him, <laughs> and they know it. And they're going to open for him at AT&T, like, uh, I think, I think uh, in New England at the Patriot Stadium, Turnpike is going to open for Zach Bryan. That's Bryant. awesome. And then at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, the Cowboys Stadium, Jason Isbell and the 400 unit are going to open for Zach Bryan coming up next August. I mean, and these are going to be huge crowds. Like, well, and, and even if you don't get it, like, I, I mean, I, I understand, like, it, like how, how people feel about that, but, like, I, I like it when I call it the good guys win. When something like this, when sure. good music, good songwriting wins out, and Zach Bryan is that, and he's he is, like you're saying, he's helping – Turnpike, like we had a moment like this, and I mean, I grew up a punk kid listening to Bad Religion and all these things, and they never, they, Bad Religion, Pennywise, they never blew up. But what happened was Blink One Eighty Two got huge, and they were the glossy mall version of 
punk music and everyone got mad but then blink would take the, the reason they played music was they like bad religion and pennywise so they take these artists out on the road and so it's a good thing because it teaches the younger generations and it allows new people to to discover this so you know even if you don't get it it is a good thing for music in, in my opinion because it, the pendulum has to swing back and forth it generally does yeah uh and i think you know, because again there's a point where it becomes the industry and the you know, it's the Henry Ford model, right? It's 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 assembly line music, uh, yep. and it happened in pop country, pop and rock pop in the '80s, where it's just you know get a band, group of guys, you put makeup on them, and they you know play guitars, and they it's all. I'm not saying the music was bad, but it was assembled. Yeah, it wasn't crafted. Well, and TikTok um, had done that with pop music. All these TikTok stars were getting putting out music, and and I think a lot of the TikTok kids pushed well, back and, and helped Zach Bryan get big because well, they wanted better, more real, yeah. Right, more authentic songs. And remember, I mean, we all saw this blew up through the summer, the the, uh, the Jason Aldean flap with the uh, the, racial, the racial video. Yeah. Uh, which you can have your own opinion on that, whatever you want. But I remember Jason Isbell was the one that said, you know, whatever you think, he wasn't even in the room when the song was written. <laughs> he wasn't in the room when this was written. This was written by three, because isn't or if he was, he would have a songwriting credit on the song he didn't have one uh so he wasn't there this was written for him show up sing the song the record company will put it out it'll be promoted by country radio this is all the assembly line of how a hit becomes yep. a hit it whether it's a good wanted. song or yeah. a bad right because they control all the apparatus uh and that if you go to nashville and you go up and down music row it's just this is what it is it's like the assembly lines in detroit when they're building cars and you know all power to a guy like Luke Bryan or some of these guys who just show up and they take advantage of that, right? They'll sing the song, they'll go on the tour, they'll wear the tight jeans, and they'll do bad music, in my opinion. You may love the songs, but this is my opinion. It's not great music. There's not less substance to it. Uh, and then they'll make a lot of money. Awesome for them. Then they open the, you know, a, a rooftop bar in Nashville and make even more money. That's great. Good for them. But I am happy to see that that same audience is now, I think, thirsting for a little more substance. And a guy like Zach Bryan can blow up and become that popular with real, you know, music he's he's written and crafted. And, and uh, I think it's great. I think it's a good thing. But it does remind me when I was in college in, in Pearl Jam because it went from that stuff that was manufactured. And all of a sudden, these guys came out of Seattle, and it was it was authentically they authentically theirs. Yep. And and it really resonated with people of my age because I was eighteen or nineteen years old. And, you know, those guys took off. Uh, you know, Black Crows came out right around then. And they also, uh, the Robinson Brothers, you know, not manufactured. I mean, they were built and, you know, wrote their own music and rock and roll in the, in the, in the likeness of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, and you could say say the same thing about the rap genre in the '90s too. See, I don't know enough about yeah, the rap genre, I but I bet it's I bet it's very similar. It was more, you know, like from less manufactured, like you know, poppy stuff. With they can yeah, do I mean, whatever they, they, they want with the NWA movement. I mean, well, I'm sure nobody Rod wanted that on the radio or out in front of anyone's face. Well, Rod's happened. your yeah. age, uh, Nick, yeah. and I'm sure Rod can tell you when you know when the first really great rappers started. I mean, it was authentic. It was real. Mm. Their life's and story from the streets, right? And what yeah. was they were seeing and what they that that was what they were compelled to sing about. And you still get some, but then even that gets corrupted. No, I shouldn't say corrupted. You know, no, but it gets commercialized. commercialized. It gets it, they kind of gloss it up, and and I agree with you. I I remember waking up in the eighties, like and and being like hearing the radio and being like, I hate music. I do not like music, and I like I it was just everything that was being fed. I was like, I don't really like this, and I never got into it. And then Nirvana came along, and the whole grunge movement came, and I became obsessed with music. And that like that band was the band that changed it for me because it felt. It felt like Real. how I felt, or it felt like my friends felt, and now and it was the moment I connected right, with music. Right, it touched a nerve with you, right? Yeah, and and it felt real. And, and whereas think, everything else was, this is what you will like, as opposed to 
I wanted to go find what I liked or find something different. That's well said, and that's what you know. Because again, there's nothing. If you grew up in the '80s and you love Poison and all those, cause, but they, just know those were manufactured. Yeah, bands. and I, mean, I go back. And I still good. listen to that stuff, and I and I like yeah, some but, of that stuff. Well, I like good songs, just like yeah. some of the bro country. I mean, yeah. they're, they're very catchy. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the the industry knows how to how to take it and spin it and run it, and uh, you know it, it works. Florida Georgia Line has some smashes. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Same with Morgan Wallen. I, I can say I don't like him as uh, all all I want, but if it, if I had a few drinks in me and that oh, comes sure. on, sure, you get a know few beers in me, it. and that pop, like I'll pop, I'll play that on the Spotify. Like a, I yeah. guess the, just like Pearl Jam did, just like Nirvana, and you, know, you can have your opinions on overrated, underrated. But it really did touch a nerve, and I think you said it. They they, they were singing and writing songs about things the the you, their people their age could relate to. Yeah, and it and it hit. Well, it That's, wasn't what people who were fifty years old telling writing. you what you they right. think you like. It was like this is this feels like it's Substance. not something someone's there was packaging something, for. There was me. Something to it. Yeah, packaging, yeah. good work, yeah. commercializing. You're better at that than me. But then, and it's good. I'm just seeing. I'm glad that that same crowd is now thirsting for something. Which whatever your opinion of Zach Bryan is, he's an authentic guy. He writes his own tunes, and now the fact that he's actually lifting these, helping to lift these other acts i mean the lumineers in my world are a big big band yeah but even there i mean it's like we're seeing with taylor swift and Deion sanders like when you become that kind of a phenomenon and and you know travis kelsey's jersey sales are like through the roof now because people who didn't know him before are now being being you know brought to that and the nfl ratings Deion sanders bringing college football fans to college football that maybe weren't watching you know uh, someone like luke uh, zach bryan you know introducing a, 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 obviously, an audience that's a lot a, a lot younger yeah. to artists that they probably should have been listening to for a long time. Well, right? we get we get snobby about it, and we had this conversation. I had this conversation with one, like some of my super cool friends who were at the Noah Kahan, Noah Khan show, and they left early, uh, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, it's it's fine." But I watched these little kids screaming every word of 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 music that's well written. That's you know, and they called it they called it Mumford and Sons for beginners was what <laughs> what he was. But um, but I'm also like that. Like that's okay. It's okay for people to discover it that way, and then because then what happens is they go back and you do your research and you start to understand where these songs came from and what this genre came from, and you start to discover some. I mean, that was how I was with like the replacements, the bands that gave birth to a lot of the bands I loved, which I didn't. I never listened to. I had no idea who they were, but I go back and I'm like, oh my gosh, these this this was incredible, and this is why so and so wrote this song because this person wrote this song ten years before. All right, good stuff right there. A little off the uh, nose <laughs> conversation, but um, you know we'll get back to the sports. Somebody just said get back to the sports. We do five hours Sorry, of radio every morning, y'all. We we pl- we do plenty of sports. I promise you. And I know that maybe you just tuned in, and uh, that's what you heard. That's fine. We're getting to get back to the sports because there is a uh, tremendous pennant race happening in the American League West. We'll reset that. I think it's the biggest game of the year for the Astros tonight. I mean, probably not you know saying anything that uh, is not obvious, but a huge game for Houston this evening. We'll get you details on that. Rangers are keeping an eye on Corey. C. Seager, update coming on that. Also looking forward to a tremendous football weekend here on this Wednesday. We'll come back, get into all that. The top stories reset. It's uh, Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Austin, Texas, Sports, The Horn. Eighteen years old, full of hate. They shit me off in a motorcade They said, boy, you gonna fight a war You don't even know what you're fighting for I lost friends in the August heat At night it was God I had always met 
I said, Lord, won't you bring me home? I got women in the West I want to All right, Zach Bryan, we're just talking about him. That's a hit, a good one off his new album, which is out. Then he's also got another new EP as he turns out the music. That's called East Side of Sorrow. I think he's a pretty talented guy. Uh, all right, so uh, back to the sports conversations of the morning. We've had him since 6 a.m. We've got uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Um, all right, can we hear this? Stark is adamant, Nick Shuley, that there will not be a look-ahead here. There will not be, you know, you always worry, having covered Texas for 25 years, there's always <laughs> the uh, game before Oklahoma and the game after Oklahoma, especially when both teams are off to really good starts. All right, there have been some years where either one program, like, Either one word was up or down. But when they're both ranked and both undefeated and their fan bases are getting fired up, it's easy to look ahead. But uh, here's Sark saying, you know what, um, that, that that's not going to happen. This team has a, has a focus. They understand what's at, at, at hand and what's coming in here at Saturday at 2.30. I think this is a top 25 matchup of two undefeated teams, uh, both very good. We're playing for first place, right? And and our goal is to is to, you know, get to Arlington in December to compete for a Big 12 championship game. And this game is going to matter a lot in if we have that opportunity or not. And so this game has got our undivided attention. Our focus is on the next mission. All right, next mission, next mission. Uh-huh. I just heard Zach Bryan singing about. But uh, that's that's really got to be the focus. And here's where I, I think, and I want your thoughts, Nick and Ty, if, you, if, you, if you're concerned about the, this team not being focused. I think the Wyoming game was was scary for everybody, right? Kind of PTSD. You're like, oh, geez, now this is you know same old Longhorns kind of thing. They're going to play down to their competition. Uh, but but then we saw them just avalanche Baylor. Uh, and, and then that's where I think we we know where, where we're at here. This team can get up when it when it's hostile environment, crowds going crazy like it was at Alabama and in, in Waco with the blackout, and they lock in. I mean, they're just really good. I mean, I think against Baylor and Alabama, they had one pre-snap penalty, one procedure penalty, and it came late in the game with some backups in. So, And obviously we saw how dominant they were. So it tells you when they lock in, they're really good. And then the home games, you know, Rice for a few quarters until they got it going in the third, and then, you know, that's a first game. Everybody's got a little rust to, to shake off in game one. Then the Wyoming game, <laughs> uh, you come back and you're on the high of the Alabama game. You know, remember on Tuesday, Quinn called the players-only meeting and making sure everybody's focused, but it's still human nature. And then you go smash Baylor. Well, here comes Kansas. And I think the reason that I'm optimistic that they'll be fine is the veteran players. I've said this a lot from the, from the summer into the start of the season. They've got six or eight guys on this team who came back to be a part of this team who have no plan of ever playing in the SEC. Right? This is it for them. This is it for Texas. They're, you know, I mean, you can start with Christian Jones at right tackle who, lost, who was a part of this team that lost to Kansas. He was here for that. Uh, you can go to Tavondre Sweat, who you've gotten to work with, uh, with with the NIL stuff, Nick. He could have gone. And Jordan Whittington. Jordan Whittington. Uh, you know, I think A.D. Mitchell. A.D. Mitchell's already won two national championships. He came here to put himself on the draft radar, I think, in more of a passing offense. And, you know, he's ready to, to move on, I believe. And Jalen, too. Jalen Ford. Jalen Ford. Yeah. I mean, so those type of guys. And I think Quinn yours. I, I think Quinn yours plans yeah. to be in the draft this, this yeah. April. Jade Barron is another good example. Like that, he had some pro prospects last year. Yeah. So it's like, okay. So they, they, I know a lot of people are looking forward, and the big storyline next week will be last game in the Big 12, head to head, all those things. And that's as members. Well, that's cool. But I do think that's the group that needs to keep, and, and I think Sark talks about, they will keep Texas on track. And one mission at a time. One well, mission at a time. I think that the, in the that Wyoming game was a blessing because I think it, it was a little bit of a 
you know, a hangover and, and they kind of got punched in the mouth and it turned out to be a pretty good game. And, you know, we obviously turned it on when we needed to, but I, I think because of that, hopefully that kind of taught them the lesson of, you know, don't get too big for your britches and, you know, well, be ready I, to play. And look, I, I do think, gosh, and even Craig Bowl, the coach of Wyoming said it. I mean, I, he said, it's been my experience when you have a great win like that, they're just a natural letdown. And we were hoping to catch them on an off night. And they're good. And, and, and Wyoming's good. a pretty damn good team. Yeah. And that's kind of the thought for this Kansas team. Yeah. You know, if Texas shows up, plays an A-level game, which you hope they'll do at home in front of their home crowd, they're going to be probably two touchdowns better than Kansas. Can they cover the 16? You know, because which, that's what the line, 16, 16 and a half. No, it'll be close. Vegas is usually, Vegas is usually pretty close on these things, right? I mean, they uh, Ty had his what's popping pick of the night last night, and he took Astros Mariners under eight and a half, and it was eight. I mean, they're pretty good at setting these numbers. Uh, it's and a winner. It's Texas. Is, is it still at, at 16? What? Have you seen any line movement on this Texas-Kansas game? Uh, I can double-check Have check a look at your uh, – call your cousin. What did uh, Chris Russo call him? Fat – fat, fat – uh, did, did he give out a number? Yeah. Uh, yeah is he, that, he, is he, that like a guy you call for picks? I think it so. It has to be. I need to hear that again here coming <laughs> that up. That was incredible. That was incredible. <laughs> Take half a gummy. Yeah. That guy's I'll awesome. I'll be sauced. He's I'll, be, a, I'll be sauced. The new age Hunter early. S. Thompson. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so that's probably the line. I mean, if Texas wins this game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, 37-21, is that going to bother anybody? 37-24? I mean, you get in here and you win this game. You handle it. You trust that Kansas is probably going to have some stuff for you. 16 and a half. That's about right. That's about what I think. I mean, what's that? 37-21. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It opened at 19 and a half, though. So people, well, that, then that might be a little heavy. And that's where I think this game is. I mean, Kansas is a contender in the Big 12. They're 4-0. They've got wins over BYU and at Nevada and Illinois. So they've played Power 5 teams along the way. And, you know, okay, that's good. And they've got a veteran quarterback. And their coach, just like Sark, has been building the program. But in the end, this is the best Texas team since 2008, in my opinion. Most talented. I think this team, because I think 2008 Texas was better than 2009 Texas. And I know they played for the national championship. But that 08 team was better. They had Quan Cosby and Jordan Shipley. They still had some of those those, those offensive lines. Because 09 is when you saw Texas kind of slip a little bit on the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. The offensive line was was not as good, and the recruiting had begun to to to, to tail off for Mac. And uh, but you know, and that all came home to roost in 2010 and 2011 and beyond. But either way, this is this is for me the most talented and, and deepest team since Texas 08. Uh, so you should be able to beat Kansas on your home field. I don't know if they cover the number or not, but it's going to take those senior leaders, the, the veterans that are never going to play in the SEC, Nick, to lead the way and make sure they show up and respect this uh, this team because Sark can say it all he wants, but the players have to uh, to buy it. Yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited for this game. Uh, it's 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 great for uh, great for the Big Twelve, great for us, and uh, I think it's going to be. I think it's probably I would venture to say the biggest home game of the year, right? Yeah, unfortunately, it's not a great home schedule. Yeah, I mean the Tech game will be big, obviously, just because it's Tech. But um... somebody said Fat Rob. It's Fat Rob. <laughs> fat Rob. I'm going to call Fat Rob. <laughs> What's your guy's name? Ty. Don't say it. Don't say it on the radio. Don't say it on the radio. Don't do it. It's a friend. Just a friend of mine. Uh, Bucky had his cousin for so long, right? Bucky's cousin. Let's call Bucky's cousin. Uh, you know, Rob Russo has Fat Fat Rob. My Bucky. 
Ag. My dive. Yeah, there you go. That's how you play it into the radio. Well game. done, Ty. Well done. Well done. Tie Which, it all together. Well, and again, this is uh, pick of the day coming up next segment, actually. And you hit it last night that you got off the schneid a little bit there. We'll have the pick and pre- preview the uh, baseball of the night. But uh, yeah, I mean, Ty, what's your level of concern for this game as a uh, a Texas State graduate who grew up on West Han- West Campus, pretending to go to Texas? Zero percent. And I, I I have a good amount of friends that went to Kansas. They're all coming in town. And yeah, we're going to talk tomorrow. About talk and talk. A lot of talk smack talk. Oh, they, they, love talk. No, they don't. They don't get to do that very often. They, they just wait till basketball season and then talk. Uh, we well tomorrow morning early at six thirty. We're going to talk to our my buddy Ari Temkin from Big Twelve Radio on Sirius XM, and of course used to be a producer for us back in the day. And Ari is a Kansas Jay, Jayhawk grad, so we'll he's a realistic Kansas Jayhawk grad. I know that, but he'll he'll come in and on, and uh, we'll preview that game with him uh, early tomorrow. Maybe may re rack that for you here in the late uh, part of the show because I know it'll be good content because Ari covers the Big 12 on Sirius XM all the teams and talks to the coaches, talks to the players, and uh, certainly covers Lance Leipold in Kansas. So we'll get a good good view from him. But, uh, you know, handle your business here and uh, prepare for the for the, the Oklahoma game the following week. I was looking at the schedule. You know, we had all the ranked matchups last week, the six ranked matchups, only a handful this week. I mean, Texas-Kansas is one of them. And then you've got Utah at Oregon State. And that, uh, you know, the Pac-12 is always going to have ranked matchups. LSU is at Ole Miss as a ranked matchup into this week. Uh, Notre Dame. How about this? Notre Dame. I think this is where game day is going. ESPN College game day is going to uh, Duke University for the first time. Brooks Wallace Field, where the Duke Blue Devils, coached by Mike Elko, uh, are 3-0. and They're 4-0, and they're ranked at 17. And here comes Notre Dame, fresh off of the uh, loss to Ohio State. Uh, that's a decent game. Does that do anything for you? Is it game day? I think they just wanted to go to North Carolina. Yeah, I don't know about game day going there, but that'll be that should be an interesting game. And uh, yeah, I think we'll find out how good Notre Dame actually is, and or maybe how good Duke actually is. Yeah, well, Duke beat Clemson. That yeah. put them on the map. They got outgained two to one by Clemson, but forced those goal line turnovers. And Clemson's just kind of a mess right now. And um, I, I've said this over and over. A and M, they have not been as physical and haven't been the same since Mike Elko left. Um, on defense, totally he was, agree. That guy, he, I think he's. A, I mean, they, remember when when Jimbo got there and got the big contract, he wanted to build this rock star coaching staff, and he went to Notre Dame and brought Mike Elko, and now Mike Elko is this rising star facing Notre Dame, which I think is a pretty good game. That uh, you know, Notre Dame's going to have a flat spot here. They just played a physical four quarter game with a really good Ohio State team, and we all know how it ended in the disappointing head scratching ten men on the field finish. I don't, I still don't know how how that happened, but Marcus. But now they have a hand signal of, if I believe I read that that they have a hand signal. For no, they have a sign. Have, oh, they have a sign. sign. Oh, good, good. They have that. You know, you know how they all. It's like it's training training dogs now. I mean, <laughs> they hold up the sign, and it, it, if they want them to take a penalty, jump off sides. They have a jump off sides fly, uh, sign now. Hmm. You like that? <sighs> I, I no comment. <laughs> no comment. Well, here's the thing: uh, if Texas wins this game and Oklahoma wins this game. I think it's 95% likely that Texas OU will be game day next week. It better be. Um, because there's really not another heavyweight game next week uh, on that day. Uh, there are better games this week and last week. If Texas and Oklahoma both handle business at home, that could be the game of the year, the game of the week in college football. could be the game day. Maybe Fox even shows up. Because I'm looking, there's not this Saturday. Because we're not looking ahead, people. We're just <laughs> glancing ahead. Because in two weeks or 10 days, LSU plays Missouri. They're not going to Missouri. That ain't happening. That has um, to, you have to go to, you have to go yeah, to Dallas for that one. Yeah, there's not another one. 
There's not another great one for sure. And that would be it. That's so, the biggest game of the year in the Big 12. Even, even if both teams lose this week, that's the biggest game well, of the year not in forget, the Big 12. Let's not forget ESPN is taking over the SEC next year with Texas and Oklahoma coming. And oh, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Marketing. <laughs> Marketing 101. Get Brett Yormark out there to ask him about it. You know, you know Yormark will love that. Can you imagine? Oh. He's going to talk about how proud he is of both teams and then talk about okay. uh, Dion the whole time. i got to stop this now because I'm looking ahead. we got to take care of Kansas. <laughs> but I'm already glancing ahead. What if at college game day, at Fair Park, outside the Cotton Bowl, they bring on not Bray Yormark, but Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner? Oh, man. Come on. Let's do it. Wouldn't that be good? I mean, or would they bring out Yormark? Or would they talk to both? Bring them both out together. They're probably going to go to Colorado or something. Stupid. No, they're Seriously. not. Colorado would be this week because that's I the know. USC game. Uh, that's, that, that'd be ESPN-like. <laughs> yeah. No, they're going – no, that's that's too much marketing because because one of the big moves here for ESPN was to get Texas back under their full umbrella, get them away from Fox for half the time. Yeah, that's true. So And so now you've got both the schools that are coming to the SEC in 2024 when the 12-team playoff starts, ESPN takes over the full, full SEC. We need to to lobby for game day and uh, Sam Marcus for one of the the down weekends this year. And they keep happen. winning. Good app. Well, the bye I, week, seriously, the, the bye week is after Oklahoma, so that's the bye week ahead of the trip to Houston to play the Cougars. So. How do we make this happen? Let's get Texas well, State. DJ Kenny's got to keep winning. People got to show up at that game. The games first. <laughs> Your other breaking news: We told you this in the six o'clock hour that I couldn't confirm it, but I had heard not good news on the uh, the foot injury for Connor Wiegman. And now it's out. Billy Lucci down there at Texags uh, says, toughest of news for AM football for everything I've heard since yesterday from sources close to the situation. Quarterback Connor Wiegman's foot injury is, in fact, a season ender for the emerging SEC star. Poor Aggies. Uh, and that's what I was told. Bone, it's a bone break. They were hopeful it was just a sprain, uh, but he, he broke a bone in his foot. And so it's going to take some surgery, and he's going to be out. Get ready to hear that excuse. It's only three to four months, but that's going to cost him the rest of the season. I mean, yeah. Jimbo, Jimbo definitely is going to use that one to try oh, to save his job. Oh, yeah, good luck. Well, Wait, Max is Brad's son, right? Max Johnson uh-huh. is the son and of the Brad other, Johnson. The yeah. other son, his brother, is a tight end on the team. He threw him a touchdown last week. Oh, and he looked good when that. he came in. I mean, they were kind of stall- stalling out early, and then uh, Max Johnson came in and gave him a jolt. I and mean, so we'll see. But that's, you know, I do, you know, Billy Lucci, I, I do agree he was kind of an emerging star in the SEC, and there's not a lot of star quarterbacks in the SEC right now. No, he's a good player. I mean, regard I, like I can't stand the Aggies, but like I, I good good players are good players. It, it stinks that happened to him. It does it does uh, so? Yeah, that college football Longhorns uh, not the center stage this week, but if they take care of business and Oklahoma does, they could be center stage the following week. And what a what a hype train that would be, Nick. I mean, a... I mean, depending on what happens this week. I mean, right now Oklahoma's 14. You know, they could be 11, 12, maybe 10 by the time we get to Monday if they because they're playing Iowa State and the uh, purchase more ham and bacon group <laughs> purchase more ham and bacon at Iowa State and Matt Campbell yelling at fans because they say he's on the hot seat he probably is. I still don't think Oklahoma's very good. They haven't played anybody. Well, we told you the, the they the, don't play anybody except us. The line is out. It's five and a half. It's five and a half. Hammer um, it. Take out a second mortgage. Hammer it. Take out a second mortgage. I only have a first mortgage. I'm certainly not taking out a second mortgage. You can get out of that first mortgage. Hammer it hard enough. I don't, I'm not, you know, you're popping tie. Scared money, don't make money. I've just been to that game enough times. And, uh, but you know, Texas and Texas won at 49 to nothing. And typically when one team gets the advantage, they kind of run with the advantage for a little while. It does feel like Texas has tipped that. And uh, Brett Venable still trying to get his program back. 
to where he wants it. I think Sark's got his, I don't say right where he wants it, but pretty dang close. And uh, I do favor Texas. What was the combined game. score against our next two opponents last year? It was like 104 to 10? 104 to 10. Wow. Can't, well, it was 59 that's to 10. Quick, that's quick math in my head right there. Westlake. All right. So that's what we're Impressive. looking forward to. And you heard Sark. We'll hear more from Sark tomorrow as we get cranking up for week number five in college football, um, you know, and week number four in the NFL. Big NFL, you know, if you're going to uh, look at those, I mean, the, the Cowboys playing the New England Patriots, the return of Zeke Elliott, 325 on Sunday. Zeke, Zeke back in, wearing the other uniform. I think, I think Dak's going Dak's gonna to get a little, little choked up. They might kiss at midfield before the game. That could be like Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas back in the day. I, if, I would be very what? surprised if the Were Cowboys fans boo him. You're so young, Ty, I forget. You remember this. When, when the Lakers met the Pistons in the NBA Finals and Magic and Isaiah would kiss. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they would. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that picture. Yeah, they're both from. Um... I want to kiss you. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. I mean, they, and they were they were buddies, uh, Isaiah Thomas and uh, and Magic for sure. I'm. I'll be wearing my Zeke jersey. Yeah, well, I do, I can't imagine they'd boo him. Like it wasn't no, his choice. No way. Yeah. I mean, no, he's Never. gonna get a huge ovation. Uh, you'd think, but also it's Cowboys fans, so we're an interesting. No, we love Zeke. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I love Zeke, but I wish we had him right now. Yeah, well, me that, too. I'm, I'm trying to think of two because I remember I remember Zeke and Isaiah, Zeke and Magic, and then I'm trying to think of other just bromances because uh, it really was back then. If that you is remember. true. Yeah, and then it was the Bad Boy Pistons, and they'd go to hammering people. Wes Walker and Tom Brady. Mm, no, Mm-mm. no. Did they ever go against each other after Tom left to one to one? That's what I'm saying. Like no, you, yeah. Um, ESPN and LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> well, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, I bet. That's true, yeah. And they got back together. Um, D. Wade. All right, so, yeah. Now, this is, I mean, and not only is Zeke one of the most beloved Cowboys for what he did for five or six years and the, the pounding he took and really carried that offense for a couple of years, he also, is, you know, it's, it's been well documented that he and Dak are best buddies. They're best friends. And uh, Some would say butt buddies. Oh, no. Did you just say that? Yeah. No one's ever said that. <laughs> It's okay. It's 2023. <laughs> All right, Ty. Must be the fifth hour. Must be the fifth hour. I mean, it now, has to get weird in the fifth hour. The one thing about the uh, Cowboys game that just should be mentioned is that even the Cowboys, their their offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, has said that he's a little bit concerned. A little bit concerned, guys, that uh, they the, the Patriots, always looking for an edge, even if they have to cheat to get it, have signed Will Greer, the former Cowboys backup quarterback. They signed him last week ahead of their game with the Jets, and now they can maybe utilize him for some intel. And, you know, Ty was talking about, because he's a Cowboys homer, that maybe he would do some the, the reverse Johnny and be the, uh, the saboteur, give him false information. Because uh, remember, when, when, remember, he was going to be the third quarterback for Dallas. I mean, he had a good preseason, and then they traded for Trey Lance. So here came Trey Lance, and they cut him loose. Now he's in New England, so he does know. He spent the entire offseason with the Cowboys, all of camp, so safe to say he does have some and can provide some intel. And, and that's still, to this point, one of the pieces of, of, of advantage for the Cowboys is the lack of under, what is this Texas Coast offense? What yeah. is it going to be? Yeah, you wonder if Belichick was looking ahead. Looking ahead here, trying to get, it, get in Dak's head a little bit. Yeah, I'd yeah. be trying to get in the kicker's head if I was Belichick. So. You know. <laughs> the Brandon kickers. Aubrey, best, best kicker in the NFL. He's, I'm finally learning his name because he's that good. He's my yeah. fancy kicker. Yeah. 
He's one of my highest scoring players through the first three weeks. Because your red zone offense is terrible. Yeah. I'm saying on my fantasy team. My Cowboys. Well, why is he kicking so many field goals? He's averaging he... like 12 points a game. It's pretty good. Yeah. My Cowboys group text got screen capped after he missed the first extra point. I lost my mind. I was like, here we go again. <laughs> this is another Jerry experiment. And then I I stand corrected. There you go. Yeah. You said, <laughs> oh, broke Dak Mountain. Come on. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, Ty? I know they were buying each other on the Hard Knocks episode. They were buying each other luggage and saying. birthday. But you got you get birthday presents for your buddies. They're really close. There's nothing wrong with that. All right. Well, see if sure the Cowboys plenty win. of sleepovers. Well, Bill Belichick has maybe his secret weapon. We'll see. He's going to need it because I do expect the Cowboys' defense to play tremendous, unlike what they did in the first half against Arizona. We'll come back when we do. What's popping? Preview this big series, uh, big big two games tonight out on the West Coast. Anaheim and the Rangers, and then the Mariners and Astros. Biggest game of the year for Houston, in my mind. We'll preview that next. The pick of the day is brought to you by MyBookie. MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks when you use promo code HORN. What's popping? Brand new whip just hopped in. All right, before we get the uh, Sex Panther pick of the night, brought to you by MyBookie, I need to hear Chris Russo one more time, because I want to I hear this one more time. Chris, Chris <laughs> Russo, the mad dog from uh, radio in New York, legendary, now doing some stuff on ESPN from time to time. This was his uh, take on the college football Saturday of last week, because I think we're all in this spot where we had six-ranked matchups. The Longhorn game wasn't going to be till 6.30 at night. But even then, you had a you know mixed mixed allegiance because Ohio State was playing Notre Dame. That was going to be a game you want to keep an eye on while the Longhorns bashed the Bears. Well, here was Chris Russo, and they asked him, tell us about your Saturday in New York City getting ready for the college football day that we, we have coming. And obviously the biggest game nationally was Colorado and Oregon as a ranked matchup. Here was uh, our man Chris Russo. Poppin'. So I am going to I'll get a run in. I'll take the two dogs, Bo and Riley, for a walk oh. at about 12 o'clock. Uh, sit down, uh, make an early cocktail, uh, cut a gummy in half. What's a gummy? A gummy. Uh, cut a gummy. a gummy in half. Keep uh, cut a gummy in half. We got Florida State Clemson. I like the Florida State quarterback. I'll do something there. At about 325, when I'm sauced, I'm not driving it now. 325. I'll put the call in to Fat Rob. 718-504. I'll put the call in to Fat Rob. Rob, you know what? What the hell? I can't root for Oregon. All right, you know, I'll pretend on TV. Put 10 dimes on Colorado. It's Colorado and Dion. Let's win the game. <laughs> so by 325, I'll be sitting down with my shorts, little T-shirt, cocktail. I'll have the other half a gummy. Oh, you save it for later? I'll have half. I half. thought you were just rationing you're gonna it. You're going to swing the tennis racket while you're doing that? You're going to practice swinging the tennis racket? What my golf swing? Extend like, it the moment. So by 330... I'll be, I'll have ABC. It's on ABC, right? Yeah. Is this a Fowler game with Herb Street? I'm sure know. it is. I don't know. A Herb Street and Fowler. Well, why wouldn't it's, they be in there? They got to be there. The Colorado Oregon game. Yeah, yeah that's And I love those two. I love Herb Street. Herbie, he watches all the time. He always texts me. So I'll go out there and I'll put the game on at 3:30. And I'll root like the Dickens. I've heard from Herbie. Yeah, the only time I've heard from Herbie is when I showed them in Jackson State last year. Uh, See? You've got friends too. There you go. There you go. The gummies. I like it. I like that day. That's a good Saturday. Ty says that's more like his Sunday. But, Ty, can I tell you, I hope this advice you don't need to be told. You should not be wagering after you've been in, in vibing. You kidding me? That's, that's your downfall. No, that's how I get my zone. <laughs> that's how you get, you know, with, with girls. I'm not getting, like, wasted. Yeah, but, or you know. sauced, you, as he says. You know that, that you drink or take, it inhibits your, uh, 
your your frontal lobe, right, which is decision making, and uh, that's why you're more more brave around women when you've had a couple of drinks, right? Because you're oh no, nah, I don't know. The gummy can can level you out a little bit and calm, ease some anxiety. That's when you start. Like if you if you're a true gambler, you you've made your bets by Tuesday, right? You you look for the early lines, you've jumped on them. And you're not yes. chasing your money on Saturday and Sunday after you've had 10 no, beers. You're, you're <laughs> using the money you already made, the cushion that you made on Saturday and the early slate on, on, on Sunday. How's that you're go using for you? that, I, I mean, I'm doing pretty well. This I had my first losing week of the football season this week, okay. last week. I just uh, I've gotten myself in those spots because you've had some drinks throughout the day. You're watching football and you're like, I've definitely made the wrong I'm decision. feeling really good about this one all of a sudden. I didn't think yeah. about it all week long, but now I really like this pick. There has been some moments during like college basketball season at like 11 p.m. on a Tuesday when Hawaii and UC Berkeley are playing, and I'm like, you know what, I, I, I like this over here, and I'm a little sauced at that point. But yeah, I get what you're saying. All right, you get what I'm saying. Well, what is your pick tonight? Do you have a because uh, you hit last night under the Astros Mariners, brought to you by my bookie by half a point. What is your pick for tonight? I'm gonna go with a little two two leg baseball parlay tonight. Minnesota money line. Minus 275 of the A's. Minnesota Twins. We're just juicing this up a little bit here. So Minnesota Twins against the A's at home. <laughs> and then the Rangers minus 150 at uh, the Angels. Oh Dane Dunning on the line. Uh, on the mound. On, well, on the yeah, mound, we'll sorry. see if uh, yeah Dane Dunning is on the mound against the Angels. We'll see if Corey Seager's in the lineup. He did get hit on the arm last night. They call it a arm contusion. Fortunately for the Rangers, Corey Seager's uh, x-rays were negative. That was kind of a scary deal at any time this time of year. Any time of the year, you get hit on the arm or the hand with a pitch. You get a little nervous. But Dane Dunning against the kid Griffin Canning for the Angels. Astros Mariners tonight. Uh, if you're an Astros fan, this is your, your biggest game of the year. You lose this game tonight, you're you're out of the playoffs as of a, an off day Thursday. And then this weekend, you're playing at Arizona. <coughs> Diamondbacks are a playoff team in the National League right now. they got to find a way to win this game. Uh, if you're a Stros fan, you're looking for the Astros to win, Rangers to lose, and You'll kind of push the Mariners back a little bit and, and gain on the Rangers. We'll see. Big games. Framber Valdez. Framber Valdez on the mound for the Astros tonight. We all know how that goes. Big game Framber. Yeah, he's been good. When take the over. Yeah, take the over. Thank you, Ty. <laughs> well, all right, Ty. Uh, thank you, Nick. Happy birthday, Nick. Thanks, guys. Thanks Happy for having me. What do you, you tell me you're going to the dinner tonight, the Italian restaurant, Little Poppin'? Yeah, Il Bruto. Uh, I was going to say, people might come bother you now. You're a big radio star. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'll be safe. <laughs> All right, we'll do this again on a Thursday. Tomorrow we'll uh, crank it up at 6 a.m. Appreciate all the guests today. Jerry Hamilton, also Nick with the Setlist ATX and guest hosting. We also checked in with Jared Elliott, the Longhorn Volleyball coach, this morning. So if you missed any part of that, make sure you go back and hear it on the podcast at hornfm.com. Jim Rome is next. Rich Eisen follows. And, of course, Patrick Davis with the Sports Complex at 5.